Oh man, I was just jamming out to that music. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Chatter. Those of you who are members of Travel Quest Network, I hope you know me. I am Joshua Harrell, your friendly neighborhood sales and marketing guy. I, is that going to stick? Can I be your friendly neighborhood sales and marketing guy? Let's let's make that stick. Anyway, uh, if you are, are new to uh, Travel Quest Network, the weekly chatter, you just popped into Facebook or you're listening to this on your favorite podcast channel, this is the weekly chatter. This is how... Travel Quest Network wraps up the week and rolls into the weekend. Now, you know what? I'm not foolish to think that everybody gets the weekend off because I know many of you do most of your work in on your business in on the weekends. So I know that it's just the the start of a very busy weekend for you, but hey, let's 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 break our week into chapters, right? This part's done, moving into the next one. So anyway, no matter what you're doing, I hope you're having a wonderful, just energized Friday afternoon. I am feeling the energy. I hope you are too. If you are a member of our Facebook, our members only Facebook group, that's where the chat's at. So keep me on my toes. Keep the chat coming. We're going to pop in and out of the chat um, every every week. Share your wins, share your challenges, but in particular... We're not going to be doing the weekly chatter next week because it's Thanksgiving. So share what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Are you going anywhere special? Are you making um, some special, uh, maybe the antithesis of the normal Thanksgiving uh, lunch or dinner? I don't know. Just surprise me. Surprise me. Now, Velma, who normally joins us for the sales, she is not here today. So I get that responsibility. So you're going to get really sick of me. But then we got some breaks here because Jason uh, had a wonderful interview with one of our members who has been with us for a very, very long time, Steve Salmon. Um, so we're going to cut to that in a little bit. So you get to uh, Steve is such a fascinating person. I know if you don't know him, you are going to be in love with him after this interview. And then um, at the end, or I guess the second half, Jason's going to join me live and uh, we're just going to continue the party, right? But the show is really all about you guys who ha are tuning in live. Um, now, of course, you could be watching this on demand, but again, it's, it's let's strive to be live. Come on, that's where the fun's at. So I'm going to pop over into the chats. Um, give me, give me your wins. Give me your challenge. Just say hello. I'm just so happy that you're here. All right. Okay. So let's, let's go over to my phone here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, I guess I started the chat. So there's a lot of chats for me in there. Uh, all right. Uh, Tatiana. So Tatiana, our marketing specialist who focuses on the Travel Leaders Marketing Programs. You know her from the Agent Profiler Workshop. She is joining us. Hello. Um, Tatiana, happy Friday, everyone, Tatiana says. Um, if you haven't checked out the Agent Profiler Workshop, please do it. And we do know people that are taking it multiple times because each time they pick up another little gold nugget. You want to check that out in the events calendar in the Pro Portal. Um, also, in training videos, you get... Uh, a special webinar that Tatiana's put together for Leaders Edge, the website program, 
and engagement, the direct mail and email program that is email and direct mail on essentially autopilot. So please check that out if you don't know anything about it. Uh, Tatiana, thank you for joining us. Uh, Daniela is joining us. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday to you, Daniela. Uh, Cynthia from Birmingham. Hello, all. Happy Friday. And I know she's in a good mood because I already saw I already saw her win. Oh, wait a minute. I think I have a surprise guest. Hold on a second. All right. All right. I'm not bring, I I got a surprise guest, but he's not coming in just yet. Uh, all right. So I know I know Cynthia. I, I read ahead. So she's got a win that I'm going to share in just a minute. Um, Alan has a win. Uh, happy Friday. My win. It was announced this week that I won best travel agency in my county for 2022. Wow. That is fantastic. If you don't know Alan, A, he's a super groovy guy, but he just recently switched over to being a full-time travel professional. Big, big, he had, he marked that line in the sand where he was going to move into this full-time. He did it and the stories every week just keep getting better. So kudos to you, Alan, I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah, when we when are we gonna hang out in some theme parks? I, I'm ready for it. I hope you are too. Debbie, happy Friday from beautiful Sequim, Washington. Uh, and then here's Cynthia from Birmingham's win for the week. Uh, she said win for the week equals another week uh, or another week, another inquiry. So Cynthia, I'm gonna have to call you out on this because one week you're like, everything's dried up and now you're like another week, another inquiry. Uh, so I'm super happy for you. Um, I'm glad to. I'm glad that you um, share those wins and those challenges during the show here. Um, all right, let's see. Debbie, win for the week. Doing my first group with Vax to Mazatlan. I know I can say that really fast, much better than that. Uh, we are at 19 people and counting so far. Whoa, congratulations. And uh, big shout out she's giving to Group E's with Vax saying it is super easy. Way to go, Debbie, and way to go, Vax. I know Beth from Vax is, is going to be happy to hear that. Um, our Amy Little, she is joining us. Happy Friday, Amy. Um, Amy is also a part of the uh, Tatiana, um, the Agent Profiler workshops. Uh, so if, and Amy's been with us for I'm going to say a decade. I always feel like I stumble on that, Amy, so I apologize. So not only are you getting some great marketing advice, you get Amy, who is a member of our agency services team, and she's also a super successful travel professional who uses Agent Profiler. And she's got some, she's got some great case studies. I'm not going to give it all away. That's what you got to go to the workshop for. Um, so Amy, always good to see you. Uh, um, let's see, Brenda said, I also just booked my first group in Vax to Riviera Maya. Hello, Vax, what are you doing? You're doing groups well. That's super good news to hear. Um, let's see, Tanya said, <laughs> Tanya, Tanya's encouraged me. I can be, uh, she said, you can be our friendly neighborhood guy. Okay, I'll take that. I don't need to be the sales and marketing guy. I can just be your, your friendly neighborhood guy. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, Alan said, got my first inquiry from Agent Profiler, but for 2024, but at least someone reached out. And Alan, I'm 
thank you for sharing that. And we're seeing so many people booking for 2024. I mean, hello, that's some security down the road. So fill up 2023, move on to 2024, go to 2025. Very, very happy to hear that you're seeing some success with it. Um, all right. I'm going to pause right there, Lisa. I see you got something. Uh, I'm going to come back to you because I want to go over. Oops. Hey, Jason, I just put you on screen by accident. Well, everybody. <laughs> so my phone just hit the button and brought you in. So Hi. I, I, it's good to see you, Jason. What's that called when when you're when you're filming and, and something just drops in like out of the blue? Well, I'm gonna like, call it a. Uh, break or, <laughs> would you call it a cold break? Isn't that what it's called or something like that? I don't. It doesn't matter. How you doing? Yeah, uh, it, it was more. It, it, I'm I'm getting flushed because that wasn't what I was planning to do. I can't see. You know what? You think I'm just like this cool guy that goes with the flow, but man, mm -hmm. when something goes yeah, wrong, I'm like. Steam coming out. Anyway, it's good to see you. I'm glad that you were able to join. I was letting everybody know before you joined that mm -hmm. uh, earlier this week you got to record a uh, interview with yes. a really cool member, Steve Salmon, and that mm -hmm. we were going to cut to it um, just right now. And that's by accident why I hit you there. Um, so, uh, Anything you want to prep everybody for? Because I know you had a good time. I watched. I watched it. No, I. You know, I. I think just just enjoy. I think if you have a pencil or you have a your your phone, there, there's a couple of nuggets that he drops while we're talking, and he just keeps moving. So you gotta like listen and pay attention because he 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 has. There's definitely some real pearls of wisdom in there, and he's been doing this a long time. Um, so I hope, hope you enjoy it. And I, and I got some things out of it and I definitely want to bring them back, but I, I won't, I won't spoil it. So go ahead and, and go do that. So guys, um, I would like you to whip out your steno notebooks and, um, ready to take some shorthand, uh, Professor some... is taking the, the podium. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I want you guys to enjoy. We'll see you in just a minute. Hey there! This week we have a very special guest with us on the Weekly Chatter. Um, this is a guest that some of you probably know. Uh, for others of you, you'll be you'll be seeing or meeting him for the very first time. But I promise you that uh, you all can learn something from this gentleman, and you'll probably have a chuckle or two as well. So I'm very pleased uh, to introduce you to Steve Salmon. Steve, how are you? I'm good, Jason. Thank you. How are you? I am excellent. First, I want to thank you for joining us on the weekly chatter. Um, I have a million questions for you. We've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last uh, couple of years. And, and every time that we have a chance to sit down and talk, I always leave the conversation having learned at least one thing, but usually two or three. And I expect this one will be no different. It's a two-way um, two street, Jason. No, no, I, I don't believe that's true. But I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> so we always like to start off. Uh, these conversations with just to get get a feel for how you got into the travel industry and for you to just tell everybody a little bit about your agency. So if, if you want to tackle those in, in any order that, that you like, um, just so people can get a, a little bit uh, of a feel for, for your background and, and how you got to be where you are today. Gotcha. Uh, we started the business in 2002. So we're celebrating our 20 year anniversary this year, 2022, which is pretty fun. 
Excellent. Uh, in many ways, we feel because we've only been in the business for 20 years, we kind of still feel like the new kids, you know, like we like we uh, like we haven't uh, been around as long as many of our many of our co many of my colleagues. So I'm kind of the new kid on the block. Um, we started the business because I had been in the technology business for 25 years working for the big computer companies, Control Data here in Minnesota, uh -huh. uh, IBM, Apple Computer, and um, had been traveling around the country and around the world, um, both on business as well as pleasure. And when the opportunity came to kind of think about starting a second career, I thought um, maybe I should do a quick inventory of my skills. Uh -huh. And so I took out a piece of paper and a pen and I thought and thought and thought. And I said, well, I'm a pretty good sales guy. Been doing that for a long time and I love to travel. Okay, what else do I have? And I can't, the list got no longer than those two items, Jason. <laughs> that was it. So that was it. So I said, well, okay, well, I can continue selling and traveling a lot. I was traveling four to five days a week, 40 weeks of the year, because I was kind of in a national sales, national field support role. And that seemed like the wrong direction to go uh, at that time in my life. Um, mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I've, I've got a pretty good sales skills and I love to travel. So I said, okay, well, maybe I ought to start a travel agency. So that is kind of the conclusion of a, of a thorough uh, skill inventory um, and um, started the business, like I said, in 2002, um, much to the chagrin of my wife, who thought I was out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, with those, that extensive set of skills, you can maybe do something else. But uh, it's been 20 wonderful years. My wife, Katie, joined me about five years later. Um, and um, so we've built the agency up to be about 10 people now. Um, all of them employees versus um, c contract people. Uh -huh. So we salary our people as well as give them a bonus and compensation for business brought in. But the mm -hmm. model that we have at Remarkable Journeys is a little different than most agencies. Um, there are two or three of us in the agencies who essentially go out and represent our services to the community and to our customers. Right. And then we have the remaining group. We have a finance person in that group of 10. And then the remaining group are pretty much the agents who, who pull together the trips um, once they've been initially crafted. They do that themselves and with our partners overseas. We work with many of the travel leaders, uh, in-country partners. Right. We've developed a few of our own um, in certain countries like Italy, where we do a gigantic volume of business. We go a lot of direct uh, arranging, but it's... Um, about 80% of our business, maybe 70% of our business is FIT. Mm -hmm. And 30% of our business is uh, group travel, supporting organizations who do incentive meetings, uh, partner meetings, uh, executive retreats, and um, uh, board meetings uh, around the country and around the world. So again, about 70% FIT, 30% group. We don't do any corporate travel. We have stayed away from corporate. It's a highly competitive, smaller margins, very, to us, very mundane and routine. We like the experience of designing trips for people to Europe, to Asia, to South America, to Africa, et cetera. So that's, that's yeah. fantastic. I, I want to go back to, to the beginning, uh, go back 20 years ago and, and search your, search your memory there, because that was coming off of 9-11, right? And right. The, the, the travel industry had taken a, a massive hit. And so uh, I imagine there's quite a few people listening to you right now who are just getting into the industry now after we're coming out of, of the pandemic time. And 
what was your mindset going into into an industry of still in probably some turmoil at that point? Uh, how did you approach things? Well, it's interesting because you mentioned two two major kind of incidences, 9-11 and then the pandemic. And there was one other in 2008, as you know, the big recession. Right. Okay. Right. And so we kind of, so how did we, how do we come out of those? And what's interesting is that after 9-11, people didn't want to travel. They were just fearful of traveling. There was this terrible fear. And so it wasn't like after the pandemic, after the pandemic, people are so ready to travel that we've seen this incredible rush to and demand for travel right. post post pandemic. That mm -hmm. was not the case in 2001 or 2002 after 9-11. People right. were terrified to travel. I mean, even outside of their neighborhood, let alone outside of their city or outside of the United States, which is where our expertise it really turns out to be. Um, and then there was the recession in 2008. And I mentioned that because that was another one where again, people saw a big hit on their on their savings and they thought, oh my God, where do we invest our discretionary money? Do we discretion, do we do it? Do we invest in in um, our homes? Do we do we kind of withdraw and do and not do much? I would say the post-pandemic experience is very different from the other two, where people after 9-11 and after the recession said, maybe we shouldn't travel for a while. Post-pandemic, as we all know from 2022 and now 2023, the demand is sky high. Mm -hmm. So I think we're experiencing something different now, which is how do we prepare ourselves for this demand? Whereas back in 2001, as you said, let's recall that it was, we were in the embryonic stages. We didn't have a big, a big team to support. We didn't have a whole lot of demand. I was just starting out. So it was, it was easier to embrace the fact that people were hesitant to travel because I needed to do some planning and I needed to kind of get my feet underneath me. And that really kind of gave me some time to do that in 2002. Oh, interesting. So it was a great time being strategic, thinking about marketing, thinking about how do we represent, represent ourselves to the community as a viable uh, travel planning assistant. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, again, a little bit of the difference between now and then. Interesting. So I want to jump into something you mentioned. Um, you mentioned you do a fair amount of volume to Italy and that you do um, some direct business. So when you're looking at uh, particular properties, um, especially, you know, international properties and, and making those direct bookings, we, we all know sometimes there's direct properties internationally that are slow to pay. Um, what are some of the things that you look for in those relationships in order to award the business to make sure that you're actually going to get paid? Well, there's a really, really, really simple answer for that. And it's similar with not only some of those smaller properties, but also with cruise lines and with tour operators. We couldn't do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And that was the first realization we had. That's why we joined Travel Quest. And I'm not trying to put a plug in here for Travel Quest or Travel Leaders, but that's why we joined Travel Quest because Travel Quest could help us with the back office mm -hmm. and Travel Leaders could help us with better commissions. Okay and with established relationships with many of these partners that we wanted to have relationships, either direct, okay, tour operators, DMCs, or hotels, right. and some of the service providers out there. So the way we did it, did it is we very, it was very simple. We had, we had um, initially affiliated ourselves with, a, with an agency here in the Twin Cities, um, midsize, who could help mm -hmm. us do all of our airline reservations, who could also serve a little bit as the back office, who had established relationships, 
themselves mm -hmm. around the world because they were part of a bigger network. Um, but we were paying a lot for that. A mm -hmm. piece of the, of every, of every, of every transaction was going to them. And so what we decided that when we, when, when, when Bonnie and, and Clyde, as I refer to, to Walt, <laughs> when Bonnie and Clyde kind of, you know, became an obvious option for us, travel quest just became kind of a slam dunk. I mean, here's a way that we can meet a lot of the back office, um, accounting support. We can get good commissions yeah. because of the travel leaders affiliation. Um, and so it, it really pretty, was pretty easy. So we can go to hotels in Italy, in France, in Morocco, around the world that mm -hmm. have established relationships with, um, with travel leaders and travel quest and not have to worry about being paid. And guess what? It's worked out great for us. Excellent. So one of the questions that, that I get a lot and that, that we get a lot at travel quest and, and we see a lot, um, in, in our Facebook group and other places, um, it's when, you know, an advisor is growing their, their business and they're, and they're at the point of, of growing beyond themselves. Um, you have grown your agency, um, beyond yourself. What are some piece of advice you might give to those advisors who have reached kind of their, in their personal capacity and they want to continue to grow the business and they're looking at things like sub agents, they're looking at things like hiring employees. Um, what, what's some piece of advice you might give to them? I guess if there's one observation I make about a lot of the agencies that use, uh, independent agents or subcontract, you know, agents is that, um, a lot of times there's people who want to get into the business and, and will get in as a sub agent capacity, but they mm -hmm. may not have the capacity to go out and represent themselves as effectively as the owner of the business has over the last two years, five years, 10 years. So the assumption is, well, if I bring someone in, they will eventually become another one of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty damn big assumption, right? That people are going to be able to produce at the same level as the founder, the owner, the president of the company. And so the assumption is, well, I'll, I'll just bring in more of me. And, and, and if this one doesn't work, maybe that one will. And if that one doesn't work, maybe this next one will. And I think a lot of, a lot of agencies go through that process of bringing in an agent, trying them out. Maybe it doesn't work, bringing sure. in another agent, letting them go. So it's that. So we've taken a slightly different tact, which is bringing in really high quality people, not to represent us to the community, but to be there and to learn the business by being the, the booking, the planning agent who works with our partners overseas, who learned the geography, uh, whether it be Spain, Portugal, Morocco, uh, South Africa, whatever, because they're working with our partners in that geography, that part of mm -hmm. the world. And then as they get better and better at that and are able to handle more volume, as long as the two or three of us who are out representing remarkable journeys can mm -hmm. effectively bring the business in. Okay. Right. Um, we can keep them really busy. So we've discovered that by bringing in really quality people, um, and bringing them on as employees, okay, instead of as subcontractors and not assuming that they can go out and sell a million dollars of business the first, second, third, fourth year. Right, right. But they can handle a million dollars worth of business or $2 million of business in the second, third, and fourth year. Then suddenly what we have is a, a very interesting dichotomy of responsibilities, the sales team, mm -hmm. and the operations and delivery team. 
So we found that model to work very, very well for us, which I think is very different than 90% of the other agencies that I'm dealing with or talking to. Yeah, so No, I would, uh, I would agree. That, that is, and, and you, you've adopted, I, I call it, it's similar to me to the, to the, um, the, the real estate uh, model where a lot of times in a lot of markets, you'll have a star uh, realtor. And, you know, in many cases, or in most cases, as the client, you're not really interfacing necessarily with, with that star. Now, I realize your model is not quite exactly that, but it's a way of, you know, the sales function, you know, the advertising function is separate from the fulfillment function. Um, mm -hmm. and you've been able to scale the business like that while building their expertise. And so is it part of, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, so just tell me to shut up if, if I did. Um, is it part of your career path that once someone demonstrates the capacity and the expertise that they then move into a sales role? Or is that just dependent on their objectives or how do you, how do you handle that? I think we make it more on an observational basis in terms of people who um, naturally are inclined towards sales in, in our organization. Um, mm -hmm. As we see them develop in terms on the fulfillment side of the business, and we think they would be a good fit in the sales side, we bring them over to that. So it's not like, for, it's not everyone, because a lot of people right. are very happy in a fulfillment role. As a matter of fact, I've had, I've had several of my employees who've been in that fulfillment role, as you kind of put it, which is a good one, to, <clears throat> good way to describe it, for 12, 15 years with us. Mm -hmm. And they're very happy in that role, as right. long as as long as we compensate them fairly for not right. only for not only working hard, and now tremendously hard, right. but also reward them as we get to certain kind of achievement levels as an organization. Yeah. So we right. kind of put that structure in. So some people stay in fulfillment because they're very comfortable there and they're very good at it. And so right. why put them into a sales role when they're really good at fulfillment? Okay, right. so it's all it's all individually dependent, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we went, the organization grew. I think this is kind of what you're implying. The organization grew from me being sales and fulfillment right. to sales and bringing people on to, to do the fulfillment because it's really hard to serve two masters, mm -hmm. sales and fulfillment. Fulfillment takes a lot of time and attention and detail. Sales is a lot of, a lot of attention to staying focused on phone calls and referrals and going, getting your networking and getting out there. So our thought process as was, is, you know, let's have the sales team and the fulfillment team. And we grew from myself doing it to myself, myself and, and my colleague and wife, Katie Ricketson to my son, Nick. Okay. So um, to one of our other colleagues, who's kind of joined us, been with us now for a number of years. So we've got three or four people out there knocking on doors, but mm -hmm. the other side of it is when I first started the business and maybe for the first 10 years of the business, it was like, I was driving or the sales team was driving about 70, 80, 80, 80%, 90% of the business. Now, because of the referral base, they're coming back to Dan and Jane and, and, and Sydney, they're coming back to them directly. So 30 to 40% of our business is coming back through those same people, even though they're mm -hmm. not aggressively out there selling. So it, it's really kind of, a nice, kind of a nice situation for us. That's fantastic, Steve. So, we're, we're about out of time, but I, I have so many more questions that, that I, I want to ask you. So we're definitely have to have you back on. Um, just a couple of things. So you're pretty well-traveled yourself. Uh, yeah. what, what is your absolute favorite destination, either to visit yourself or to have other people experience on your recommendation? Well, people ask me that question a lot, Jason. Yeah. And you know the name of our company is Remarkable Journeys. That's right. And so about 
five, six years ago, he came up with something called the 12 Remarkable Journeys of a Lifetime. Oh, I love that. So what are the, what, what so when people ask me my favorite, I said, I'm sorry, there's 12. <laughs> I love that. So there's, there's no easy way to, you know, this 12 is a good number, 12 months, 12 <laughs> apostles, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, take, take, you know, a dozen, you know, the whole shooting match. So we came up with the 12, but to answer your question specifically, I'll probably tell you about, about the most memorable trips I've taken. I mean, I love Italy. I love Spain. I love Portugal. I love Switzerland. Uh -huh. I love China. I love Southeast Asia. I love Peru, et cetera. So they're all fabulous destinations. But the ones that always have struck me as being the most spectacular in terms of a learning experience, but also just spectacular are going into Africa. Okay. Whether it's Egypt or Morocco or it's Kenya and Tanzania or South Africa or Namibia, because it's so different from our lifestyle and how we live, okay, and because it's looking at nature so differently, not just through the lens of a TV show, National Geographic, or a, or, a, or looking at it in, the, in terms of the lens of, of an, an article about what's going on in Morocco or Kenya, to be there live. So in when my wife Katie and I celebrated our 50th birthdays, we went to Africa for the first time. Uh -huh. um, and we went to Kenya and Tanzania uh -huh. and experienced safaris, but also the Maasai tribesmen and also a few days out in the Indian Ocean, ocean in, in Zanzibar. And I traveled with, with uh, two of my brothers and their wives and a dear friend and his wife. So there were, four, there were eight of us. And I think we all spent the entire time just with our mouths open, marveling at this incredible experience, which was incredible for, for because of what we saw and did, but also because we were with people we absolutely enjoyed thoroughly and loved. So I always say a, a trip is not only about what you see and what you do, but who you travel with. So it's always that combination. And so if you ask me, what's the singular trip that stands out, it's probably that and or follow-up trips I took in the years after that to visit two of my kids who were in the Peace Corps in West Africa. So now you get now you get Africa at its rawest, okay, at its most primitive when you go into these little villages in the middle of Guinea or Burkina Faso and you see what life is like really, 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 okay, in the small little villages of Africa. So I would That's tell you Af Africa kind of has won my heart in that sense. That that is 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 fantastic, and and I would agree. I was very fortunate to be able to to visit uh, Kenya and Tanzania when I was a teenager, and then uh, to work in South Africa briefly um, as a as a young adult. And it is it is a remarkable place, and I think fitting um, based on the name of your agency for you to choose that. Um, you know, I hope everybody, and even in your answer there, Steve, you know, you you gave a, a couple of points. That I think are, are good sales tips. Um, even just talking about your favorite destination, and that is, it's not about you know where you go or what you do, but who you travel with. And you know, I, I suspect that that is also a, a key part of your your sales process is seeing if you can expand your your, your bookings. But we are we are up against the clock. I, I want to thank you so much for your time. I hope everyone was taking notes. Um, we will definitely have you back and, um, I'm just so thrilled to see your continued success and, and, uh, your family involved in, in that success. And it's, it's just really fun to watch and you're a, you're, you're remarkable and, and, and a real treasure part of our network. So thank you so sincerely for, for being here today. And I hope everybody uh, picked up a few nuggets and we'll definitely have Steve back. 
Thanks for the invitation, Jason. Wonderful. All right. So we're going to send it back to the rest of the weekly chatter. Okay. That was awesome. I knew it was going to be awesome even before I watched it. Isn't it great? Yeah. I mean, basically, we could have just done an hour with, with Steve right. or maybe or maybe a, a four-hour master class, maybe. I, 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 so, so, A, and I, I put this in the comments, happy 20th anniversary to you, Steve, as well as the family, because it is a family affair. I picked up on that. Um, the whole Remarkable Journeys team. Uh, wow. That was amazing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Steve in Remarkable Journeys get our Legacy Questy Award or Dynasty, the Dynasty Questy Award in 2021? And his team, his teammate Dan came and got it for him. That's right. Oh, he's amazing. I love that. Yeah. The, I, the family affair piece. I think that's that's, you know, if, if you can make that happen. What a great way, especially around travel. Yeah, you know, and, and we see quite a lot of it, right? We see quite a lot of that across um, the network. It's, it's certainly not the majority, but when when it does when it does work, and you and you both share that passion and and can find a way to work together, because that's always you know working with family can be difficult. Um, so if you can find that balance, it's not for everybody. <laughs> but if you can find that balance when it works, it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, and. It was I I've, I knew that he had employees and mm -hmm. and that was a part of his model. But I really loved the way he framed that up, especially with his years of experience in it. Um, that I hope everybody out there uh, picked up on that because he, he he was talking about how everyone just assumes let me let me find some uh, sub agents that can kind of duplicate me. But that's always like chasing was that the the white elephant. You're going right. to, chances are that's not going to happen. But I love that he divided it up into fulfillment like that. What a great, people are really good at that. And people love doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was really cool. Way to go, Steve. And uh, so Sarah Cant so Sarah Cantor joined and she said, hey, I, I've been so busy, but I saw Steve on my Facebook feed. So I had to stop by and, and, and say hi. Um and uh, Katie said, hi, Steve. Great master class on business today. Yes, I, I would agree. <laughs> so we definitely have to have him back. Yep. Um, now, Alan asked a question. I don't know if you know this um, uh, th about Steve's business, but Alan said, so does Steve just sell, but his team actually puts the quotes together and, and itineraries together? Do, do you know that? That's a great question, and I don't know the exact breakdown of how he has his process structured, but those are the kinds of questions. I would love to get him back and, and dive into some of those things, but my, my general understanding from talking to him you know, over time is, is he and, and some others are out there doing the sales and the client acquisition, mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to my, my, my guess, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, and this is always a dangerous thing to do, but my guess is his, his fulfillment team, is, as I call it, is generating proposals and their and the sales team is reviewing them prior to, to delivery, right? So their that that sales team role is around, um, you know, uh, land, land closing the closing the deal, closing the sale, and then all of the details and, and quotes and bookings and things like that are are processed by the fulfillment team. That's my guess and my my high level understanding of how he has it structured. But I would love to get him back to answer that for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, we need to dig in. He's been around for, he's been in this business for 20 years. He's obviously got, he, he, he's gone through a few downturns in, in, right. in business yeah. <laughs> and he has weathered the storm. So guys, mm -hmm. if, if you loved hearing uh, the interview, uh, Steve's interview, then, you know, always show some emotion. I, you know, I just like to do that every once in a while. Let's see. It's fun, ah, right? It's like Star Wars <laughs> or Star Trek. Okay, I'm going to stop playing. Um, so, um, guys, if if you're noticing somebody doing um, unhappy faces uh, or angry faces in uh, the Facebook chat in our Members Only Facebook group, every time I do a heart, it turns into an angry face. So it looks like I'm really hating on the show and I'm not... <laughs> So I just wanted to make sure I, I, I got that out there. Uh, hey, Jason, before we go over to the numbers, since Velma's mm -hmm. not here, we, we got we to gotta bring that energy. Uh, but I do okay. have the numbers. Um, I want to kind of come back where I, I left off uh, before we went over and I, I brought you in um, just because we did have some, um, we had some more people in the comments chatting. And guys, keep the chat going. We're going to keep coming back to it and, um, and keep the emojis coming as well. Let's see. Hold on. I got to swing on back here. Let's see. So Lisa said, hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Had a great time on the Royal Caribbean trade event on the Allure. I just like saying it that way. Allure. Out of the new cruise terminal in Galveston, Texas. Both the ship and the new terminal are beautiful. <laughs> Heading to the North Carolina mountains tomorrow for a week. Nice. So Nice. Thanks for thanks for the update on the Galveston terminal, um, as well as the Allure is the, great. Have you been on the Allure, Joshua? I have not been on the Allure. Have you gonna, been on any, any of the Oasis class ships? Uh, is is Odyssey Oasis class? No, it might be Odyssey class. <laughs> Just bear with me, guys. No, I, I haven't. If I got that wrong. I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm but sure somebody Allure, will correct it in the comments right now. They're going to be sure like, why is this Why is this idiot hosting this show if he's like... <laughs> so, but you've been on the Allure. I have. And the Allure and the Harmony. Both Oasis class. Wonderful. Kids love it. So yeah. That, I love that sound out of Galveston. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, Lisa, have a great time in North Carolina. Um, love... Love the mountains in North Carolina. You know what? I used to spend my summers in the mountains of North Carolina. We would, uh, as kids, Fourth of July, we would shoot off fireworks, and we were those kids that held the little rockets with our fingers until it was time to let them go. Don't do that at home. That is very, very dangerous. Um, back in the 80s, it was a, a free-for-all. We had to make all the mistakes before, so you didn't have to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. So Cynthia, I, I, I don't know if you heard, uh, before I brought you in, but, uh, I was commenting on Cynthia. She was saying another week, another inquiry coming in. And it's like one week she was like, everything's awful. So I, I was happy, but she said, yes, you are correct. Some big swings back and forth. And, um, it just Cynthia has been a part of the weekly chatter since it, it began, I feel very, very close to her because she started her journey at the same time. So it's been very interesting to watch her go through um, all of this. Um, so thank you always, Cynthia, for sharing. Um, and Rebecca over in Texas, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm thankful for my amazing clients 
and for all the Travel Quest staff who work so hard to make us successful. And she finishes that with a gobble gobble. Yes. I, well, I think that needs to be the way you greet people at Thanksgiving. I, I, I can't agree more. Gobble gobble. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, everybody. Don't do that. Um, and um, Debbie was talking about a very large group that she put together um, through Vax uh, mm -hmm. to M Mazatlan. Can you say Mazatlan. that better? Ma Mazatlan. Mazatlan. Okay. Guys, they don't have me here because I can pronounce things well. It's, uh, anyway, she, she said, and by the way. I will be leading a geography class for us all. It, I, it, <laughs> yeah. Just like just like Progresso, Mexico. <laughs> I was like, that seems like a typo. Whoever put that in there. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, she wanted to let us know that, by the way, that group, um, the lead for this large group, I think it was 19, um, was from Agent Profiler. Nice. So not to keep on harping on Agent Profiler, but I, people need to know it actually works. But you have to play to win. That's you, true. You, you can't sit on the sidelines because it'll pass you by. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tyson's joining us. Tyson, we, we, you did an interview with him. He said, hi, y'all. Um, and he said that Kara sent some Cuban cigars his way. She's amazing. They're having a little love fest there. You know, because she was just in Cuba and had an amazing time. Yeah. Um, Got to be careful with those. Don't, don't get caught. Oh, gosh. Tyson, I didn't say your last name. I didn't blow up your spot. The, 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 nobody's going to circle your house. Um, all right, so Tanya said, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Tanya. Jen, good to see you. Happy Friday, everyone. Um, let's see. Kara with her Cuban cigars said, hiya from Minneapolis. And I'm just not even going to go through the rest of the comments because there was a lot of like Minnesota-y, Minneapolis-y type uh, comments that I, I think it's just... It's for the Minnesotans right there. We're going to just skip on through that. Um, and let's see here. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Tanya said, love Bonnie and Clyde, LOL, for Bonnie and Walt. Way to go, Steve. I, I think I'm just going to call Walt Clyde. I, I, I don't think I ever even thought about that. I, you know what? I, I never have, have either. But I, I, I feel like I'm going to let Steve own that that. Yeah, leave him with that one. Um, Owen, our Steven, who is over in, uh, he's in Mexico, right? For an Apple Leisure Group um, event. He's with Apple Leisure Group. But we don't is, know if it's, like... yeah. Who's going to be doing the geography lesson now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, we've got... Uh, Tyson saying good stuff, guys, with um, with the interviews. Uh, our Deb joined. Hello, Travel Quest Network family. Good to see you, Deb. Um, and Tanya said, I have finally signed up for my membership with Clea. I am so excited to dig around. Kudos to you. Do you have any uh, any anything you want to add to Clea, Jason? No, I mean, I think it, it, it Clea along with us i mean they're, they're they're obviously different but you know they both provide um some some different resources interesting resources and and it's a great addition to you know really about being a professional in the business of travel right i mean we talk a lot about what it means to be a, a travel pro 
and to run a travel business and, and to own your agency. And, and these are the, you know, membership in CLIA, membership in ASTA. These are things that, you know, it's beyond, it goes beyond the, the, the badge saying, hey, I'm a, a member of ASTA, I'm a member of CLIA. And, and that's great, right? And it can help um, validate you to, to new clients. But it's, there's a lot of resources underneath those. Um, there's a lot of ways to get involved within the industry within those. So, you know, I think it's great that, that you're doing that. I would encourage, you know, everyone um, to check out, you know, participating with those two organizations in particular. So that, that's super. Absolutely. I, I think it's all about, this is a profession and mm -hmm. part of being a professional is tying into those industry groups that uh, not only uh, elevate you by being a part of them, but uh, there's a direct line of communication that mm -hmm. I, I really, you know, knowing about both CLIA and ASTA um, prior to the pandemic, I thought they were great. Um, Bonnie had always said, these are great organizations to be part of. I've been to their events. But the information that was coming from both organizations directly to its members that was powerful yeah. stuff. That wasn't fluffy stuff. Like, you know, let's hope and pray that we get through this. It was, please do this. Please make sure that your, your clients have their, the facts. Um, so highly, highly valuable. And we are a premier member of uh, CLIA, which gives you special pricing to join CLIA. So just search CLIA, C-L-I-A, in the pro portal and you will find out how to sign up and take advantage of that special discount. So um, congratulations to you. And uh, so uh, Jen said, the allure of the seas is amazing. And right. Lisa came yeah. back and said quantum. So Odyssey is the quantum? Quantum class. Okay, so I guess I did the next class up. It was amazing. I thought I was in a city, a floating city. It was gigantic. When I walked in, I was kind of expecting like the little tiny entryway, like on the love boat. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness. I have been, yeah. I'm now in a palace. I love yeah. it. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, oh, and Terry is jumping in. Our Terry, who is in Texas, is in Fort Worth. He said about Galveston Terminal from walking into the terminal to walking into onto the ship was five minutes. Is, that's, nice. is that the terminal you went through? No. Okay. Never mind. I don't think so. Okay. It took you longer than five minutes. <laughs> no, it didn't. But I have my question for Terry is, is that five minutes? Is that for every passenger or is that just because he's Terry? Oh, yeah. Our Terry. treatment. Yeah. So those of you who don't know, Terry has uh, been in the industry since the 80s and uh, he has been everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And uh, if I want to try to find him for for a meeting or something, he's on some trip. And I'm just like, where are you, Where in the world is Terry today? Um, <laughs> so I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, and what was I going to say? Uh, Rebecca was... Uh, Echoing his sentiment, said Terry, "Yes, it was the fastest check-in ever." And uh, on the on the Cuban cigar comment for Kara, she said it was one hundred percent legal. So she's just trying to make she's trying to make sure that it's documented that it was one hundred percent legal, right? Like we still don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and Tatiana, 
uh, our Tatiana just wanted to get in there. I love how she's using the weekly chatter to plug her own workshop. You better do it, Tatiana. Ain't no shame in this game. Uh, let's see. She said, we have one more agent profiler workshop this year that will begin on December 8th. So be sure to register and prepare yourself for success in 2023. Very, I'm very glad that you pointed that out. And and Jason, isn't it true? You know, I, I come from the cosmetic industry, okay? And every January, it's new year, new you. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to new lipstick, new face care, whatever. You're going to do that. I yep. find that in business, you know, there's that little bit of quiet, a little bit of shush that you get in December. Mm-hmm. It's the time to to do those little things that even organizing your filing cabinet is something that you can do during this time. But doing something to invest in your marketing and the way that your online presence, the way the way you're being represented, this is a great time. So join the workshop for sure. And do other yeah. stuff yeah. as well. There's no better time than, than today. Um, and uh, let's see, Terry said, uh, so he's bragging a little bit. So we're not even going to say that. He said, well, being a junior suite is is a little bit different. So hush, <laughs> he, he can go away. Uh, and uh, all right, just one more before, because I do want to talk to you about something. Um, specific. Linda said, just got off the Ama Prima with a group of 10, sailed from Nuremberg to Luxembourg with three mm-hmm. days pre-cruise in Prague and three days post in Paris. Great Ooh. ship, tour, and service was amazing. Oh, that's great. And, and, and was it Amma- a 10-day with a three-day pre and a three-post? I'm not great at, at math, but it, it sounds like a 16-day trip. Is that right? It was a group of 10. A group of 10. Yeah. Yeah. So Either way, it sounds like a great trip. Yeah. And yeah, well done you. Um, And and love Ama. And Cynthia, I'm going to give her a hard time because she said filing cabinet. People still use paper filing systems. All right, Cynthia. I also said when there's an emergency, go boil some water and get some towels. That happened. Bonnie and I were doing something, and I was like, <laughs> so. Now, now Joshua, in, in fairness, I mean, I am the first one, and I know you're right there with me. Adopt, adopt automation, adopt technology solutions. But our reigning monarch agency of the year is a little famous for her use of manila file folders. Am I right about that? Yes. So, yes, yes people still use paper files and filing cabinets and they can still be very successful but you know we we might want to lean more towards the the more automated ways of doing things but yes it still happens i'm i'm really glad you brought that up about angie that's a nice little memory i have about her shaking her manila file folders at me and and we laugh about it she and i do laugh about it but But Jason's also seen my computer desktop, so we could take organizing, you know, your filing system as, can you please not uh, save everything to your desktop? That is a very stupid thing to do. <laughs> anyway, um, before we run out of time, Jason, um, yeah. you know, you, you do the the weekly message in network news in the pro portal and on .com on our blog, and this week. I love that you talked about, and, we, and we're not going to go into a whole, like this was the, the, the article, but um, the article was all about price strategy. Yeah. And um, you went through, and guys, you can go check this out on the Pro Portal. Um, it's, it's on the homepage. 
but you talked about the two revenue streams, commission fees or commissions and fees. And then you went through a bunch of different pricing strategies and explained it. Um, and when I was reading it, I thought, well, A, I was inspired. I was inspired because I find that even if I'm not looking for, if I wasn't looking for information on price strategies, when mm -hmm. I hear somebody unpack an idea, oftentimes that sparks an idea, yeah. something, something. And um, I, as I was reading it, you even say something to that effect. And what, how'd you start it out? If you just want to set up, you know, how you, how you preface your weekly message and these topics that you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, generally every, every week, I mean, sometimes we have specific things that, that we want to communicate to everybody and it's a good platform to do that. But um, typically every week I'm, I'm trying to find a, a topic that is relevant um, but above all, will make you think, because just as you said, I, I find, um, you know, when I think about a, a problem or our business or, or anything really, and I, I see it with entrepreneurs and I, for, for decades now, when you sit down and you think about an issue, um, almost always something good happens, right? And, and it's, it's rare where you come across, you know, an article or a, you know, blog post or a video where it's, you know, A to Z all laid out perfectly for your exact situation and your exact business. <clears throat> and, and that's really difficult to do unless certain circumstances are present. But when you, when you go and you, you know, expand your knowledge, when you read things, when you watch things, and not just from us, from anywhere, right? These are, these are the, the steps that you need to take to critically think about a problem, critically think about your business. And the real objective of the, that whole, you know, weekly message is, to bring up topics to prompt um, thinking. And the, the whole idea is, is if we all sit and think about how we improve an aspect of, of our business, and you know, it, it could be we give it five minutes, it could be we give it an hour, it could be we give it more time than that. But every, every minute you, that you spend with some dedicated thinking time, really good things uh, can happen and that can all of a sudden, you, you start pulling the, the yarn ball and you, you eventually you, you might end up with something on a completely different uh, topic that that truly does innovate your business. And that, um, I think, is the really cool and exciting thing. So, you know, that that particular article on, on price strategy, it's not really to recommend a particular price strategy other than to say different price strategies are are more suited to different stages of, of business development. So depending on how how big your business is or how fast it's growing or how slowly it's growing or, you know, how established it is or isn't, um, you know, certain strategies appeal to, to different stages. But the, the key thing is, you know, are you thinking about this? Are you thinking about how you're, you know, if you're charging a $25 service fee, why did you come up to that number? Is that the right number and why? Uh, so these are the, the, you know, that's one example of, you know, what I, I hope to communicate in that weekly message is just to get you thinking because good things happen. Yeah. And one of the things as I was reading it, um, you know, I, I am definitely aware of a price of price strategy, but mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes when you kind of organically evolve in a business, you don't necessarily have that business experience, that marketing experience. Um, you have adopted a price strategy, but you never labeled it that way. Like, so, so I felt like that was also a way to say, Oh, I'm already doing that. Here's this is if someone were to ask me what my price strategy is, it's this. 
but maybe I'd like to consider another price strategy or completely riff way off topic and come up with a million and one things um, that, mm -hmm. that that inspires you. So guys, please check check it out. It's always in the pro portal. Um, you you'll you'll always get it in uh, the network news on Mondays. But if you are not a member of Travel Quest Network, you're not a part of the Cool Kids Club. Uh, then a lot of these articles you can find on our blog on travelquestnetwork.com. So please do check it out. Um, and lots more to come. We've got lots of information. I think the one thing I will say about our group, our entire team, is lots of ideas flowing all the time. Uh, it's just like, it's like a red solo cup that is being overfilled. I think, <laughs> I think I need to upgrade that, uh, that metaphor there. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's Friday, Jason. It's Friday. <laughs> well, before we go, uh, just a reminder, I said it at the at the top of the show, uh, we will not be here for next Friday because we're going to enjoy a little fun time with our families and hope that you are doing the same, your friends, your your furry, your fur babies, whoever. Just really have an amazing, amazing time next week. But do miss us. Uh, you know, you can send messages of, I miss the weekly chatter. I wish we had this to, um, to, to, to start our Friday or end our Friday with. Uh, but when we come back, we've got, uh, Celeste has on the 29th, um, of November, we've got at three o'clock, we've got a partner training with Jenny from CIE, um, all about Ireland. They do more than Ireland, but they 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 do Ireland very well, so um, definitely tune in. I adore Jenny, and then please 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 mark your calendars. November thirtieth at four Eastern. These times are Eastern. Is our monthly all call. Um, if you you know so many people join us live, it is definitely powerful to join us live. Um, but definitely watch it on demand. But this happens every single month. Definitely want to see you there. A lot of good information happens there that. You know, it's 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 a great way to get plugged into what's going on at Travel Quest Network and all the innovation that's happening here for you, and also some really important information that you might need to know. Um, so, please tune in. Jason, do you have anything you want to add to that? Definitely be on the all call and and go on Word Via Pro and under forms. There's a place if you have a question you want us to hit during the all call. There's a, there's a form where you can fill in and, and send us your your question or, or suggestion topic. Um, but we, cause we do want to use that as a, as a venue to really discuss anything that that's on your mind. In addition to new things happening across the network. Um, so yes. go to world via pro forms and it's a uh, all call topic suggestion or something like that. You'll, you'll see it. Um, that's all, that's all I have on that. And just wanted to, before you close this out, wanted to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody and, um, looking forward to seeing you in, you know, I almost said the new year. We're not there yeah, yet. Tell yeah, yeah. Steady, steady. We still got a whole <laughs> other month of holidays. We'll see you after next week's break from the weekly chatter. Yes, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you guys to death. Um, please, please, please have a phenomenal week next week. And uh, just enjoy that turkey or that tofurkey or the turduckens, whatever y'all are doing these days, whatever the kids are doing these days. Anyway, take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. See you in two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>